in July of 1990. I was 12 years old, 25 years ago. Hope you're laughing with me and not at me since I am your pastor. My family, we were on vacation in British Columbia, Canada, and we were over at the, we took a boat over to the Victoria Island there to go to the Buchart Gardens. Anyone ever seen the Buchart Gardens? One of the most beautiful gardens I've ever been to, even some 25 years later, remember it quite well. Before we went to the gardens, we went to this little eatery for, for breakfast, and we were sitting there at the table. And there was this older gentleman that was sitting diagonal from me at another table just across the way. I had an Oakland Athletics cap on, an Oakland A's hat on. And he said, are you an Oakland A's fan? I said, no, I just like the hat. He said, well, who do you like? I said, well, I'm a Dodger fan. Oh, okay, Dodgers. Well, uh, who's, who's your favorite player? Mike Sosha. He was a catcher. I played catcher at the time in Little League. Or Oral Hershiser, I said, or Steve Sachs. I like them all. If they're wearing the Dodger uniform, I like them. Well, do you like football? He asked me. Yeah, I like football. Who's your, fan? Who's your team? Are you an L.A. Rams fan? That's when the L.A. Rams were still in. Man, that's a long time ago now. That's when the L.A. Rams were still in Los Angeles, and they're about to go back, most likely, from St. Louis. Sorry if you are St. Louis Rams fans. I said, no way, not a Rams fan. I'm a 49ers fan. Oh, well, that's a good choice, he said. And they're, they've won some, 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 some games. Who, who do you like on the 49ers? I said, well, my favorite players are Ronnie Lott uh, and Joe Montana. Ronnie Lott, because he hits people really hard. Joe Montana, because he makes us win. We chatted. He asked me all kinds of questions. We just kept dialoguing. He asked me all kinds of questions. He said, have you ever heard of TCU? I had no idea what he was talking about. I said, no. My dad said, Texas Christian University. And he said, oh, see, your dad knows TCU. He said, I went to TCU years ago. I I tried to act interested, but as a 12-year-old boy, it's hard to act interested in this. Okay. He said, maybe you could go to school there one day. Me being very honest, I said, no. We talked more. He asked me more questions. We dialogued. The end of his, he finished his meal before us as they were there when we got there. And he walked over to me and he said, son, it's been, or Chad, it's been very nice talking with you. And then he laid this napkin, this very napkin right here on the table in front of me. And he said, your dad can explain that to you after I go. And he walked out the door. Or he walked away from the table. Well, he turns it over and I look at it, or I, he walks away and I turn it over and I look at it and I read it to myself. And then I just kind of sat there. My dad goes, well, what does it say? I said, it says, July 23, 1990, to Chad, Sam Baugh. Now, a few of you got excited about that. But a lot more of you were like I was. So? My dad said, what's it So I read it to my, my dad goes, oh, wow. I said, what? He said, you just met a Hall of Fame football player. You just talked for the last half hour to a Hall of Fame football player. I said, 
okay. I mean, I'd never heard of him. Now, if it had been Joe Montana or Ronnie Lott, I would have been excited, but Sam Vaught, he's an old dude that walked with a limp and was hunched over a little bit. My dad said, get up. Go, go, go get him and shake his hand and tell him thank you. So, being a dutiful son that I was on just a few occasions, I jumped up and I ran out after him and I said, Mr. Baugh, thank you for the autograph and the conversation. I put out my hand, shook his hand. And I went back to the table and my dad said, what'd he say? He said, God bless you. It's nice talking to you. He's like, oh, that's nice. I was like, okay, if you say so. So we left there. We went to the gardens and then we floated back over to Vancouver and my dad bought me this book, 101 Greatest Athletes of the Century, 101 Greatest Athletes of the Century. It's an incomplete book because it was published in 1987, doesn't have Joe Montana in there or Michael Jordan, so, but 101 Greatest Athletes of the Century. And right there, in the first few pages, is this passage. Sammy Baugh, the first great pastor. I began to read up on this individual that for many of you I know got excited because you are Washington Redskins fans. And you know that he is there in your ring of fame or whatever thing you call it there. Um that he led you all to a championship. Probably some of you wish they could bring Sammy Bob back from the dead. I'm sorry. Kirk Cousins ain't taking you anywhere. But my dad bought me this book because my dad wanted me to know about this gentleman that I had encountered. This morning we've heard some amazing music and the whole concept has been about this idea of awe and splendor and the wonder of God. Many of you are music aficionados, and I want to, I'm sure you've been blessed, and I want to thank our brothers and sisters from Georgetown Presbyterian Church for joining us today. Thank you so much. Thank you to our brass. Many of you are here on a pretty consistent basis. As the evangelist that I am, I just want to personally invite you to join our church and Maybe you go to church on Sunday. Last time I checked, this is Saturday, where you're welcome anytime, and, and uh, we'd love to have you. But we're appreciative of them. I know that Mark is very appreciative. I don't know if you know. I mean, many of them are military, and I don't know if you noticed that Mark got a military haircut this week for because uh, he admires them so much. But they've sung, and they've, 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 they've brought grandeur to this, this story. They brought grandeur to this story. The story is better. The story is more grand. The story is more awe-inspiring if we really understand who the story is about. In the book of John, chapter 1, the Bible tells us, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, His glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. I hope this morning that you have seen the glory the glory of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. But I hope you've not just seen the glory of the Father for the moment, 
You see, just in the previous verses, the Bible said, says to us that he came to his own, speaking of Jesus, and his own people did not receive him. His own people did not receive him. Some scripture says, and his own did not know him. They did not take account of him. The Christmas story, in fact, the entire story of Christianity, it only achieves the awe and the majesty and the splendor that it is truly due. Not by the music, no matter how beautiful it is. Not by the words, no matter how well they are read. Not by the decorations, no matter how beautiful they are. The splendor of the story and the awe of the story and the majesty of the moment is only as good, only as powerful as the one we come to know by taking time to learn of him in this book. This Christmas season, you're going to hear lots of good music. You're going to hear, see some probably wonderful plays, some things that touch your heart. But I hope that you will take time to open this book and to truly receive him as your own. That you will truly know that flesh that dwelt among us. That you will truly see his glory. The glory as the only son from the Father, full of grace and truth. My dad took me to a store there in Vancouver and bought me this book because he wanted me to have a better understanding of the significance of that moment I had at that little eatery in Victoria, Canada. And I got this book and I got other books on Sammy Baugh and suddenly this moment that had meant nothing to me was now one of the coolest things that ever happened. Suddenly this story that had meant nothing to me and this moment that had meant nothing to me and this napkin that had meant nothing to me now had some sort of meaning because I knew and I understand, I understood who this man was. And therefore, 25 years later, that 12-year-old boy, now 37, yes, still young, has kept this all those years and has kept it safe and knew where it was in order to be able to bring it here to you today. The story of Jesus, the Christmas story, becomes more magnificent and more awe-inspiring. And this moment that you're experiencing now can be even more powerful the more you get to know the one who this book, the Bible, speaks of. And so I invite you at this season to spend much time learning of the Son, Jesus Christ, and not only what he did for us and the majesty and the wonder of him coming to us as a baby, but what he did for us through his life, through his death, and what he continues to do for us as our representative in the kingdom of heaven. Let us pray. Jesus, we thank you for the beauty that we've had experienced here today. But Lord, may we come to know the one who we've been in the presence of 
during this morning. Lord, may we pick up the book and may we learn of you. And as we learn of you, may we truly see how cool and how wonderful and how powerful this moment is in the presence of the Almighty God. In your name we pray, amen.